Genesis in chapter number 37. Genesis chapter number 37. Now I realize that we have just ended a series on the life of Joseph. I realize that. I do. And, uh, and you probably realize it too. Um, but this morning, I'd like to find ourselves in the text of Genesis chapter 37 and uh, see if we can get um, everyone to listen to the Word of God this morning and see what the Lord will do with it. Genesis chapter 37, if you have found your spot, let's stand. We'll reverence the Word of God together, please. In verse number 3 is the only verse that we're going to read this morning, okay? Genesis chapter number 37, verse number 3. The Bible says, everybody there say Amen. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. Thank you for standing. Be seated. Lord, bless the reading of your word. Bless the service. Bless the sermon. Bless everything that's said and done. I pray, God, it would please, Lord, bring honor and glory to you in all things, Lord. Help your church in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to be quick this morning. I want to think about it. I believe, of course, there are more topical verses throughout the life of Joseph. Uh, We can all agree on that. There's many topical verses that I can preach on this morning um, throughout the life of Joseph. From Genesis chapter 37 to Genesis chapter number 50. There's so many topical verses. We we expositorily preached it. And I'm not going to go back into a series. Although I could go through a series and just hit high spots and hit topics that I have not hit on. For instance, one thing that I've been pondering upon often is there where it says that the God of Israel was a stone. Now you realize that the God of the Babylonians was a statue, but the God of Israel was a stone. Isn't that good? Uh, And and he's a stone, and the Bible says that he has uh, hewn out of a mountain, and he became the mountain. Uh, And he is the chief cornerstone, and he is the stone uh, of Israel, and he will one day, and he is uh, the stone uh, of all those. And we know that it tells us that in Genesis chapter 49. Uh, um, But there's many topical messages where we could hit on uh, excuse me, that we just didn't hit on much. But um, I tell you, this morning I'd like to hit on one that the Lord gave me over the weekend. Uh, And I'd like to preach this morning on this thought. It will probably, I'm just going to let you know, it's probably going to be a two-part message. Uh, I'm going to probably break it in half uh, just because there's six points uh, and we'll preach it tonight. I'm going to preach on part one of the coats of Joseph. The coats of Joseph. Of Joseph. That's what my title is going to be. Uh, you all know as well as I do that Joseph wore many different coats. Uh, this is a, a man in the Bible that I know more about than anybody else in the Bible, and other than Jesus. I believe I can say I know more about this man. I still don't know all I need to know about this man, uh, but I know a lot about him uh, because I've been studying it, and we have too. Uh, um, but some he wore for a while, uh, and some coats he wore for a short period of time. Uh, um, some were ravished and some were lavished. Uh, there was differences in that uh, and in the coats and some were worn in the valleys of life uh, and some were worn on top of the mountains of life. Uh, and But however, however, all of these coats were worn in the will of God. Every one of them were worn 
in the will of God. Isn't that ironic? Now think about it. Uh, that isn't how a lot of this world sees the God today. Uh, and I tell you is that they don't see God, uh, um, that the valleys that are in His will. Uh, and they don't see uh, anything hard in the will of God. Uh, but they only see the mountaintops. Uh, everything's good with God. Uh, everything's going to be okay with God. Uh, he'll provide. He'll do this. And He will. And He will. And they're not wrong about it. But the facts are, is friend, all of the Christian life is not mountaintops this morning. It's not. You agree with that, right? All right. Well, let's just take a look this morning at the coats of Joseph. Keep your Bible open with me, please, as we will be moving. I want you to notice, number one, the Joseph's coat of specialty. The Bible says that Jacob, uh, Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age. Uh, and uh, he made him a coat uh, of many colors. Uh, and so this coat, we're going to call it a positional coat. Uh, and this coat was given to Joseph by his father Jacob. Uh, and I believe it involved a few things here. Uh, I believe as we look on this, it involved a few things. Uh, now, it involved the love of Jacob. Uh, we can agree with that where the Bible says, uh, Now Israel, I love Joseph more than all of his children. Uh, and now, jo- Joseph was the 11th child. Uh, and we understand, or 11th boy. Uh, and we understand that. But why did Joseph, Jacob uh, love Joseph more? Uh, well, the text clearly tells us why. Because Because he was the son of his old age. But now, if I were to remember correctly, I would find that Benjamin uh, was younger than Joseph. And Benjamin came from the same same wife. I'm not sure what exactly the meaning is here. Uh, it could be the fact that Rachel was barren and Joseph was the firstborn of Rachel. It could be that. I do not know. Uh, um, but what I do know is that Jacob loved Joseph. And he loved Joseph a lot. And that was the direction of the making of this coat. It was the direction of it. And I tell you the truth this morning is that Rachel uh, Rachel was barren and Jacob uh, uh, was able to uh, now uh, give the seed to Joseph, for lack of better terms, uh, I mean to, to Jacob and bore uh, Joseph. Uh, and you think about that. Many, many years now, we understand knowing the story of Joseph that Jacob worked. Uh, and this is, I mean, I know there's a lot of J's and all this names, uh, but Jacob worked for seven years uh, to get Rachel and then got Leah and then had to work another seven years uh, for Rachel Uh, even though he only worked another seven years he was still giving Rachel immediately Uh, but we understand all that but I tell you the truth uh, is you know I'd like to think that the Lord uh, would love me even if it was just me uh, that he loves me uh, more than anybody else wouldn't you like to think that Uh, I mean I'm a personal with God and I love God uh, and I believe he loves me uh, and I'd like to say that I'd be the screensaver if you had an iPhone. But I'm just telling you is that I know that my God loves me and He loves me more than He loves you. I don't know if He does, but that's what I'd like to say. You know what I mean by that, I hope. But Jacob loved Joseph and he loved him more than all of his brethren. And then it involved the love of Joseph, Jacob, but it also involved the level of Joseph. Now this coat signified a position of power. 
It signified a position of favor and really it was a way of telling Joseph uh, that he was going to be receiving the double portion uh, and he was going to be receiving the birthright uh, and some say um, this was not a coat like a working man would wear uh, and they, they wore tunics in those days and some were short, some were long uh, and they say um, that some the working men wore short ones uh, but they say this coat of many colors was not a short one, it was a long one uh, that went all the way to the ground. Showing prominence. Positional code, right? Showing that thing. And so, so, so we can particularly see uh, that as Joseph is not uh, attending the flock, but rather bringing the report into the father, the Bible says in verse number 2 at the end, uh, and Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. And we understand that after that fact, Joseph... Uh, is sent down to, to the land there of Shechem, uh, and he's sent down there to check on them uh, once again, and he's sent down uh, from Shechem to Dothan to find his brethren, which are tending the flocks. So Joseph is not tending the flocks, and we understand now that Joseph is 17 years old, okay? We know that. We just went through this series. We know that Joseph is 17 years old, but we can particularly see Joseph is not tending the flock, but rather uh, he's bringing the report uh, and tending the brethren is what he's doing. Uh, He's tending them, and this was surely uh, a positional coat. Uh, And can I just tell you just a little implication uh, here onto this is that my new coat uh, doesn't put me above anybody who's saved, uh, but it places me with the sun uh, and over top of Satan. Hallelujah. And he's, he's there. Joseph's coat of specialty was a positional coat. Secondly, I want you to notice Joseph's coat of separation. It was, and we're going to call this one, this coat, we understand. Let's read verse 23 first. And it came to pass when Joseph was come into his brethren that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. And uh, we could read on farther, but we will not yet. (laughs) So in that, we understand that it's about to take place. And verse number 19 tells us very clearly that they look ahead and see Joseph uh, coming uh, down through the place of Dothan, through the fields. uh, And they see him and say, hey, behold, this dreamer cometh. uh, And he comes on down through there. uh, And I'm going to call this a little farther as we read. And Reuben returned in the pit. And behold, verse 29, let's just go to verse 30. And he returned unto his brethren and said, this child is not nigh, whether I shall I go. And they took Joseph's coat and killed a kid and dipped it in and of the goats and dipped the coat in the blood. So we're going to call this for alliteration's sake the painted coat. The painted coat, this coat was already a coat of many colors and we understand that because we learned it in Sunday school when we were little. Uh, um, but I tell you is that this coat now uh, was not just the colors that the father gave him but it was the colors that some of the brethren gave him. And we'll get into that in a minute. But but notice what this coat involved, okay? Uh, and so the first coat involved, the first, I mean, it's the same coat, but the first coat of specialty involved the love of the father, or the love of Jacob and the level of Joseph. It showed the prominence of his place. Uh, and then this one here, this one here, uh, it involved lustful men. Now verse, and now it involved lustful men. And we see the listener's jealousy. Verse number 10. 
And he told it to his father and to his brethren, and he rebuked. He's telling them the dream, right? It rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee, uh, to the earth? And his brethren envied him, uh, but his father observed the same. Now here he is, and and we see the listeners uh, as they're listening on and the the jealousy that is involved in this. And and it involved lustful men, uh, and these brothers wanted what Joseph was given. uh, And they envied Joseph because of their envy. Eventually it caused separation. Now I'm reminded when I'm thinking about that uh, um, that there is a man by the name of Jesus uh, who came some years later uh, and on the cross uh, before he went on the cross. uh, The Bible says in Matthew chapter number 27 uh, and verse number 18 uh, for he knew uh, that it was for envy uh, that they had uh, delivered him. Uh, That envy also led to the separation uh, of the father and the son. Uh, I didn't know that that was a type uh, but I believe it might be uh, because the father, uh, and it was all because, and there was bloodshed too. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But I'm telling you, there was bloodshed. And when that blood was shed, there was a separation that took place and the son couldn't see the father. But the father couldn't see the son either. And here we are in this place and and this day and there's an application I believe uh, and almost every time envy is involved uh, it leads to separation of some kind. Now you say how is that exactly well family inheritance? Watch when both parents die and see if the kids start envying what the other one has and see if it does not cause a divisive separation between the family. I've seen it. See if you can go into a marriage and then and, and this husband desires, uh, decides that he desires and envies after another man's husband uh, and goes after him and see if it does not uh, separate husband and wife which are together. Am I right or am I right? All I'm telling you this morning is that this involved lustful men uh, and the listeners' jealousy. Uh, they were jealous of what Joseph had. Then it involved lying men. We see the lacing of Judah. Verse number 26, the Bible says, And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we, can, if we slay our son and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. Let us not, let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brethren, our flesh, and his brethren were content. Verse 31, the Bible says, we read it, and they took Joseph's coat and killed a kid of the goats and dipped the blood, coat in the blood. They sent the coat of many colors and they brought it to their father and said, This have we found. Know now whether it be that thy son's coat or not. Here they are. And I say the lacing of Judah, as my thought was, is Judah as their spokesperson lacing up a web of lies to tell their father where he had gone. You listen to me or not this morning, one thing I have to say is one lie will always lead to another. It's the truth. Amen. It involved lying men, the lacing of Judah. It involved uh, lustful men, the listening listeners' jealousy. And then it also it involved the leaving man. We see the leaving of Joseph. They stripped him, Joseph, out of his coat and his 
coat of many colors that was upon him. Verse number 28, the Bible says, Then there passed by Median's merchant men, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph into Egypt. And so this wasn't a choice. This was a force. Is that right? All because of envy. What was a code of specialty became a code of separation. All because of envy. Don't let your desire make stupid decisions. Amen. Don't let your desires make stupid decisions. You know, you say, preacher, what you mean. Well, what you, what, what you want don't have, to do, don't have to always take place. Amen. You don't got to throw a fit about it either. Amen. I don't care what the world tells you. You can't. You will not always get what you want. Just telling you. Just telling you. And what you want, you better work for it. Simple. Simple. It's just simple. Joseph's code of specialty was a positional code. Joseph's code of separation was a painted code. Thirdly, and possibly lastly, Joseph's code of servitude. Now, and this is going to be over in chapter number 39. Okay, turn with me. Chapter number 39. <clears throat> We're going to call this Potiphar's coat because we understand where he's at. We understand where he's at completely. And so I want to notice a few things and. We know at this point that he is in the house of Potiphar. Uh, and we will read the verses as we go. And we, we understand there's a coat mentioned here. Uh, notice what this scene involved. Uh, so we're doing the involving. And remember what the involving of the last one. It involved lustful men. It involved lying men. And it involved a leaving man. Now notice in this one, I, I want you to notice number one. It involved a loyal man. Verse number 5, the Bible says, And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house, and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptians' house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not all he had save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. So through, though Joseph had been sold as a slave, he's still loyal as a servant. (coughs) Can I just tell you, wherever he went, that did not change. Wherever he was, it did not change who he was. And that's the case, friend. I think it shows us a few things. Well, number one, it shows us of his character. It shows us of his character. Now verse number 7, And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Behold, my master, was not what is with me in the house? And he hath commanded all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Shows character. Joseph had chosen a long time ago to stay with God. It wasn't a decision that had to be made on the spot. uh, But this man had character. uh, And if something were to come up, he knew what he was going to do before it ever come up. Not only in this scene do we see that he was loyal to his master, Potiphar, but he was loyal to his Lord. 
I tell you, one writer said, though Joseph was stripped of his coat uh, of colors, he was not stripped of his character. I tell you something, that's the problem with some Christians today uh, is that they put on different coats uh, and in front of different people they put on different coats. Uh, um, They never stay the same. uh, And in front of this person uh, they'll talk however or they'll do however uh, or whatever or they'll go wherever. And if we are to be like Christ, uh, we will not change. We will not change. I heard a story not long ago of a preacher and his a man went golfing and his son said they went out there in the golf course and said, uh, well, preacher, uh, his son said, well, preacher, dad played about the same that he always has, uh, just only this time this is the quietest game he's ever played. Some of y'all get that. Did y'all get that? Yeah. Preacher was there. It's the quietest game he's ever played. I'm not implying for the people who golf with me in here. I'm not saying nothing like that. But I'm just telling you something is that I believe that I believe that to be the truth oftentimes is that stay the same, beloved. Stay the same no matter the situation. Uh, stay the same no matter who you're around. Uh, you know as well as I do that when you were younger, when you were Waylon's age and some friend would talk to you uh, when there weren't other people around, uh, but then when there were other people around, they wouldn't talk to you anymore. Uh, that's a bunch of junk and it makes kids bad kids is what it does. Uh, and it's a bunch of hogwash. And what it does is make a bunch of, uh, it makes a bunch of employees uh, it makes a bunch of people when they get older to be a bunch of terrible people. It's just simple as that. And it, you know they don't learn it from themselves. They learn it from their parents. Oh, I'll talk to you while so-and-so ain't around. But when so-and-so gets around, I ain't talking to you anymore. No, I'm not. I know. It's, I, I've experienced it. It's a bunch of junk. But if you have character... You'll not choose this person over this person. Right? I know. Churches are filled with favoritism too, by the way. They are. It's horrid. I try my hardest not to. I know I probably do sometimes, but I try my hardest not to. I apologize to you if I have. But I try my hardest not to. It shows us his character. Because he had a choice that he was going to make. It shows us his choices. Verse 10, it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass after this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business and there were none of the men of the house there within. She called him by his garment saying, lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out. So we see there that stalking of the coat. This is the coat here that we're speaking on of servitude. <laughs> he had already chosen, by the way, whose side he was going to be on. The choice didn't have to be made right there. Joseph had already chosen this. Oh, Joseph, Joshua chapter number 24, uh, verse number 15, the Bible says, Choose you this day whom you will serve. Joshua said, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It ought not be a choice in your house either. Amen. As long as they're in your house, they are under your rules. 
Amen, friend. That verse isn't telling us to choose today and then choose tomorrow again and the next day and the next day and so on. Now that is telling us to choose today and that's telling us to choose today for forevermore is what that's telling It's time to choose. When Wednesday night comes and you have another option, who will you choose? I'll tell you this, friend. I'll tell you this. You may be here right now, but what about Wednesday? What about Sunday night? I want to just tell you. Last night, we were in Tennessee. We went to Walmart and we were there and as we walked in the door there is obviously people right there on the right which are trying to get you uh, they're just trying to give you some stuff it's nothing problem and they're actually giving you stuff that's beneficial for you discounts you know that sort of stuff and severable and so so this is what they said they said we're running a big offer right now and we want to offer it to you they said tomorrow morning at 8.30 in the morning if you will be at this and that place uh, we'll be there uh, and you get $150 and then you get a free vacation for a week just for coming and listening and that is true by the way I I know people who have done that stuff before and they said you could go from 8.30 and then you could go and and it said it would be done by 10 o'clock I said we got to go about 7 in the morning she said why you got to leave so early where are you from how far you live I said we live about 2 hours from here 120 miles or so and she said Okay, why you got to get back so early in the morning? So we got church, 10 o'clock. So what you mean? I said, well, I'm a pastor of a church. And I mean, if it all wasn't a pastor of a church, I still got church at home. Oh, okay. You think you can delay it just a little bit? I said, no. No, I got to be back at church at 10 o'clock, and that's where I'm going to be at 10 o'clock. You said, well, well, why? Because there's Sunday school, and that's the place you learn. I'm going to be at church at 10 o'clock. I'm going to drive two hours to do it. I don't care because I'm going to be at church. And the point is, friend, I'm going to tell you the truth this morning. I understand some people can't be here at 10 o'clock every Sunday. But I'll tell you this, is that we need to make choices of whom we're going to serve. i tell you the truth. i tell you the truth. When Elisha starts playing baseball, which he's going to play, it's not going to happen on Wednesday night, friend. It's not. And I tell my brother-in-law that. I tell my family that. All the time, I tell them. Just as I tell you all. With love and compassion. Why? You tell me this. You counter the offer to me, okay? Counter the offer. So, if I decide that I'm going to go play baseball. I played baseball for 18 years, okay? I played baseball for my whole life, and it was my life until God called me to preach. I'm convinced that's why I got my my, my wrist hurt on my senior year, because God was already calling me to preach. You understand that? It's nothing but a little God. I'm going to tell you that truth. That's all baseball is. Football and all the above. That's all it is. I love it. And I, but, but it can be balanced out, by the way. Nonetheless, counter this. Think about it. I am, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm talking to God, okay? God, instead of going to your house today, I'm going to go play baseball or football or any of the like. Now, if you were God and you were to answer that back, 
being as important as you are to him, being that he died for you, <laughs> literally. Don't you think he'd say, man, that makes me sad because I'm second now. I mean, I'm just telling you the God's honest truth. Me too, friend. I mean, I'm telling you, I'll, I'll not miss church, but what about, what about prayer time? I mean, I'm not just talking about kids who play baseball because they're the only one. I'm telling you is that, what about prayer time, child of God? That time when you cho chose not to do it. I mean, it's, it's not, we can't just pick out the sports of this world and say, well, you're missing Wednesday night service to go play sports, which that is not right. But what about other things we choose over the things of God? I mean, really? It's just as much a God. It's just as much a God. Joshua said, choose you this day on whom you will serve. As for me and my house, guess what? As for the Stamper household, we're going to be serving the Lord, friend. We're going to be serving the Lord. It's just the truth. Joseph made choice. Joseph his concerns. His choices, his character, his concerns. Verse 11, in the middle of the verse, the Bible says, And Joseph went into the house to do his business. <coughs> well, he was going to do his business, wouldn't you say? And she didn't have no reason to be in it either. Amen. Can I give you some advice? If you'll stick with a business and stay busy, you won't have to do anything. have time to do anything else. Amen. He was a loyal man. It involved a loyal man. It involved a lustful mind. Don't you remember that one? Didn't the brothers have that? Verse 7. The Bible says, and it came to pass after these things, that his master's wife cast her eyes upon him, and she said, Lay with me. Once again, we see lust being involved in the life of Joseph. However, it was never the lust of Joseph. Isn't that crazy? Can I, can I just tell you what the Bible says is in the world and is of the world? 1 John chapter 2, verse 16, the Bible says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the eye, flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. Now you can look back in Eden. I'm just saying. I know we have all battled with one, if not all these. But these have run rampant against Joseph so far. And, and, and I'm telling you, if we can learn from anyone other than, than Christ in the Bible how to abstain from them, we would definitely be Joseph. And, and he abstained from them without a problem. I mean, he never said, well, he might have turned back. No, 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 no. He ran from these things. And God help us this morning to learn how to abstain from these sin. It got Eve, it got Samson, it got David, it got all of them. And I tell you the truth, it will get you too if you ain't careful. It got Eve in the garden. He said, has God not said? He said it was beautiful. Beautiful tree. It was good for food and you'd be made of God. Isn't that all three of them? Lust of the eyes is pretty. Lust of the flesh, it tastes good. And the pride of life, I can be like God. It's the three sins that got Eve. What about Samson? Delilah looked good. 
Mm, about that. She was deceptive in her talk. She got him. And, man, I'm telling you something. She wanted to be in a higher place than God. I'm telling you, friend, we must be cautious to not let them get us. It involved a lustful mind. It involved a leaving motive. Remember, Joseph was leaving in the last one. Verse 12, the Bible tells us very clearly the end of that verse. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. This motive of leaving was not force, but rather by choice. Remember, the last one was by force. This one was not by force, but by choice. And when the choice came to go God's way, he went without hesitation. Amen. Amen. God help us to live that life, not second think it, not walk away, but run away. Amen. It involved the leaving motive. Lastly, I'm going to be done this morning. I'm going to finish the rest of it tonight. It involved a lying mouth. Wasn't that up in the last one too? To the brothers, the lust, the lies, and the leaving. Verse 13, and it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was for, fled forth that she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought <coughs> in Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice, a liar, 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 amen. And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. And she laid up her, his garment by her until her Lord came home. Immediately, just like his brethren, she began to think of a way to state her case and compensate her own fault. Can I just tell you this from experience? If you're living for God, the Bible says, Yea, all that live godly will suffer persecution. Well, my goodness, it's a truth, friend. I'll tell you this from experience. I've been pastoring here for over three years now. To the grace of God, I'm still alive and here. But I tell you is that, I'll tell you from experience, people will think of every way they can to bring you down. There was a span of a year and a half there where every single day I'd hear something new somebody said about me. Every day. I mean, I'm telling you the truth. I even say this, even family. My own family. And even my in-laws. Accusations. Accusations. He done this. He done that. He done this. He done that. You know why they do that? It's to compensate for their own faults. Not saying I'm a perfect man. And I have surely done plenty of things that I ought not done. But I'll tell you this, the truth this morning, is that people who lack it will not like it. Write that down and remember it. People who lack it will not like it. And I tell you, some people, the sad part is some people believe it. And start to go about and share what they believe. But my own family... And I've done all that. Here's what I have grown to learn. Don't fight the fight. Let God fight the fight. 
I've seen, as I've grown closer to God, I've seen many of them grow much farther away. Now that proves to me that man of God that they wanted to call out, not just claiming I'm just a man of God, but that man of God that they wanted to call out for a fault seems to me that they didn't even know God enough to stay close to Him. You know what that's basically saying? It's basically shaking your fist in the hand of God and saying, you were not good enough for me. It's a truth. I'm telling you this morning, my, uh, build your testimony and let God be true uh, and every man a liar. That's what we ought to be doing. I'm not fussing at you this morning. I'm just telling you what to do. It's good for you. I'm telling you. I've heard people say it. And people tell me about it. And that's okay. I'd love to hear it. It's fine. But I've made my testimony. And they've made theirs. And I'm not saying mine's better than theirs. It may not be in the eyes of Lot. But the ones that matter, it does not matter. Let God be true. When God stands at the judgment seat of Christ, he'll bring things out. He'll even bring my faults out that I don't want you to know. Just telling you the truth. Oh, <laughs> lying mouths can ruin lives. Don't be a gossiper. Don't be a gossiper. Be the opposite from a gossiper. It grieves me to hear people gossip. Heard a good, heard a good fifteen-minute story yesterday of gossip. It was a phone call, by the way. My wife and I in Tennessee and give a phone call to tell us about the new gossip in the world. Why do I need to know that? Why does my wife need to know that? Why does my children need to know that? They don't need to know that stuff. And I could care less about it myself. It grieves me. You know, you know I'm done. Let me tell you what the Bible says about it. Come on, come up here and play for me. We're just going to play softly. Just nothing, nothing in particular. Just don't know if it's touched your heart or not this morning, whatever you need. Here's what the Bible says. It's one of my favorite verses. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 26. Now remember this verse. Proverbs chapter 26, verse from 20, the Bible says, Where there is no wood, the fire goeth out. So where there is no talebearer, the strife ceaseth. Now you say, what is that saying? I try, to, I try to slow it down for my own good too. Where there is no wood, the fire goeth out. So where there is no talebearer, which is a gossiper, one that carries the words. Where there is no talebearer, the strife ceases. You want me to tell you what that means? It tells you just as simple. When, when, when it gets to you, it ought to stop with you. That's what it's telling me. When it gets to you, it ought to stop there. Not go an ounce farther. Because where there is no fire, wood, the fire's going to stop too. Where there is no mouth running, there will be no words running. Amen. I tell you, simply stated, let it stop. When it gets to you. Gossiping and godly living have nothing to do with one another. 
Joseph's code of specialty. It was a positional code. Joseph's code of separation. It was a painted code. Joseph's code of servitude was Potiphar's code. And then next and tonight we're going to learn uh, Joseph's code of situations. It was a prison code. He finds himself in prison. You say, how could it go that far? Could you stand to your feet if you're able this morning? How could it go that far? Well, I'll tell you how. Like I said earlier, every coat he wore was in the will of God. I don't know what the Lord laid this on my heart for, but all I'm letting you know, like this is, I'll, I'll be circumspect with you, very clear. I like commentaries. I love reading commentaries. I get a lot from commentaries. I don't preach commentaries, but I get a lot from commentaries. This message was so clear to me last night, I literally didn't have to look at one commentary. That's not normal for me, okay? Because I'm not a smart dude. I need some help with things. Just tell you the truth, that there is the special times in life. And there is the separation times in life. But those are caused by you. Sin separates. We know that. They're the serving times in life. But don't let those things... What I'm trying to say is that there's going to be life... The life's going to be like this. There's going to be different coats that are going to be worn throughout this life of hills and bumps and valleys and mountains. There's going to be a bunch of of different hills to climb and a bunch of different hills to slide down. But if you're in God's will, those mountains will never be too hard to climb. And those valleys will never be too hard to get out of. You with me, right? It's not if you stay in God's will, you'll be okay. Thank God for that. Even in the place of situations that Joseph is going to find himself in, wearing the different coat, the fourth coat in four chapters. The fourth coat in less than like three years. He's wearing that coat, a different one, and he's still in a valley. Oh, but friend, I tell you, one day there's a different coat coming. I can't, I can't preach it right now. Never thought about it this way till just now. It like shows it shows us the world. <coughs> it shows us us going through this life. Wow. There's a different coat coming one day when we get there.